0: The stench in broom park at the end of Crumbley road is broom park and at the edge of broom park there was a tall apple tree a great lump of a thing that has stood for many years home to lots of memories and stories as well as an annual foraging festival for the luscious green apples that grew in the summer it was one of the best trees to sit under for shade when hot one time Lottie's Uncle Gascoyne climbed to the highest branch. He told everyone that he wanted to push the clouds out the way so he could see the hidden mountain. On another occasion, Lottie's cousin, Reed Riley, threw a rope around the fattest branch and charged local kids to swing on it. He made enough money to buy some cakes from the old bakery in town. Lottie's Uncle Gascoigne wasn't around anymore, and neither was the cake shop. Things had changed. And Lottie had begun to notice this quite a lot. She didn't mind change, but she didn't always understand it. And sometimes it was painful and sad, and it made her body ache and her eyes numb. Sometimes it was okay, like when the lollipops at the newsagents got different wrappers, or when they painted the benches in the park from derelict mauve to a fabulous light blue. Every now and again, it could be fantastic. Like when Grossbladder got a new vivarium which had things he could climb up and slide down. Lottie liked that sort of change. Lottie did not like the sort that brought about disaster, but then who does? Unfortunately for her, Lottie had been destined to discover such a disaster. During her outing with her faithful snail Grossbladder, she happened to notice the big apple tree was completely still. She'd spotted it when nobody else had. Lottie had been staring at the branches for a good five minutes before Grossbladder slimed his way down the slide and over towards her. Have you seen the ice cream van? Have you seen it, Lottie? asked the snail. I've been watching this branch, she muttered. Eh? inquired Grossbladder. Why is that? Because it was moving. She explained. "'I don't follow,' said Crossbladder. "'Because it was moving, but now it isn't,' replied Lottie. The snail shuffled across the ground and onto Lottie's shoe. She bent down to pick him up, but kept her eyes fixed completely on the branch. She held him up towards the tree and placed him upon it. "'Do you smell that?' she asked. "'Oh.' Oh, yes. Oh, I see what you mean. It, it stinks up here. Oh, my, it smells like rotten sardines, replied Grossbladder. Usually, the apple tree smelt, well, much like a tree. It was barky, sapish, and the leaves smelt of leaves. However, at that very moment, the great apple tree of Broom Park reeked of weak old eggs with an underlying whiff. Of day old jelly deal. Ah, oh, that reeks! yelled Grossbladder, drawing attention from a nearby huddle of gossiping parents. Keep your voice down, whispered Lottie through gritted teeth. Besides, you should know that smell by now, and you know very well what it means. Grossbladder's feelers began to quiver. Dark magic, he whispered. "'Yes, and not just your usual spell,' replied Lottie. "'This is a big spell, "'a massive meddling in the natural order of things. "'You see how the clouds have stopped moving, "'the branches. "'Long hair is no longer flying free, "'and just a second ago that little boy's kite "'fell straight out of the air "'and crashed onto Mrs Mulligan's little cockapoo, Rudolph. "'It means,' continued Lottie, that someone has used a spell with dark intentions and I fear they've done something horrendous. They've stopped the wind.